West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Empty Out the Clip, the EOTC podcast, straight out of the heart of West Auckland. I'm here with the brother and myself, Liddy. What's up, bro? What's up, Mozo? What is good, man? How are you, so? Good, man. Good, man. Just, you know, enjoying this long weekend we've got right now. We've got another day off tomorrow. Labor Day, which means we're close to Christmas. Straight up. Was that listing like, what, listing two months, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. And so, man, I can't wait there. I think I'm getting three weeks off. Our office closed. How about you? Oh, I'm not too sure, but hopefully I got a new job by then. Oh, true. Hopefully. Oh, just quietly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, well. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Let's get some shout outs out. Yeah, man. Um, I got a semi long list. Um, shout outs to my cousin Ty and um, Lisa. Mapusua man caught up with the fam yesterday out in um, the cemetery in um, Mangri, Minakao Gardens. Um, one year ago, my auntie passed away, um, Dolise, and it's sort of like connected to like a whole list of big trees that we lost in our family. Um, six years ago, anniversary today, my uncle Deku passed away as well. Um, he was pretty much one of the first Turks to up and leave from the shores of Takelau and arrived to Wellington. So my family in Poirua, pretty much he was one of the founders of our um our um community hall and our family hub in in uh, Matawala in Poirua. Um yeah man, my cup's been brimful with family love this this, this past um month. Um after the the wedding in Melbourne's and then touching base with my mum's family so shout outs to my auntie Sebo as well, Auntie Luta, Uncle Epati, and um to my sister Neta as well. So I caught up with my sister yesterday at the cemetery as well. She's got a nice sound um, little EV. You would have heard me mention her EV and her rebate of twelve hundred bucks she got because she's the first New Zealand owner of a little cavale. But yeah, I drove us out to Mangri. It was pretty lit, eh? Like and I swear to God, man, I've never seen so many beautiful people. I'm talking about this is summer in Mangri. Mangri outside Hong Kong Bakery. Never seen so many pretty Olele um, people, you know, and as well, seeing all the flags around uh, out and about as well for the tour and Kiwis game. Um, last shout out goes out to um, to my um, my older sister, so my older sister Ruth. I haven't I saw her last week at the um, at the flea market, and in our family, she's known as the microphone voice. This is that person whose normal talking voice is like being amplified like zero to a hundred. And I wanted to sort of like shout her out because it's like I haven't had a conversation funnily enough with her since my mum died. And that's like going back some time, you know, and we just make small talk, but I'm having them over next week. So I look forward to getting that over and done with, but also just to catch up with my, my two sisters and my brother. So yeah, that rounds up my shout out to yourself, man. Yeah, man. I just want to shout out to Dr. Dion Inari uh, for um, coming on the Back of the One for Five podcast um, on, I think last week, um, late last week. So I'll be dropping that one tomorrow. It was a good talk. He's a doctor. At, uh, he's got his doctorate 
and he's a lecturer at AUT on sports and recreation. So really? it's, it's, it's kind of interesting because when it comes to sports and that, you know, the, you can get a lot of jobs. Like it's not just being a PE teacher. You can be an administrator for sports clubs or sports teams and you can be professional in that area. Like, you know, work in the office at the Blues or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's trying to get more Pacific Islanders in that space in the mm. upper levels. And I think his ultimate goal was to try to get Pacific Islanders and actual boards on on sports teams. Yeah, and we're just t- chatting about trying to get a silver under in the actual board, like in uh, the NZR, NZR board, which be like a, <laughs> which be a bit of a mission, because I think yeah. um, oh. it's a bit of a, I don't know, feels like there's a bit of racism going on there with these kind of boards, eh? I mean, oh, but you know, how, mate, how long has yeah. um, Sir Michael Jones been around? How long has Brian Williams been around? And never seen them on any of those kind of boards, eh? But that's that. Um, like when we played our uh, England, and then the the CMO got the video, got a a vibe, a viper call from the CFO from rugby to uh, reverse the decision. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no chance. But we'll see. It's uphill battle, I think. But now it's a good chat. So I'll be dropping that episode tomorrow, hopefully. Um, tomorrow night. Ready for Tuesday, so everyone's back at work, jumping in the cars, and continue on the podcast and. When you're stuck in traffic, you can listen to some of the episode. Um, other shout out goes to DJ Fong, who took me out to the uh, Tour Samo game uh, yesterday. So he, yeah, had some, epic, he had some free Saw tickets. Your huh? So your videos, they look epic. Yeah. Yeah, he had some free tickets and he, he called me up and said, Do you want to jump on? And I was like, Yep. So picked them up and we called an Uber out there and uh, we watched the game. It was. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on the game as one of the the topics, but man, it was a good experience to be there. Eh? Just being in the crowd of a sea of red and blue, the sea of flags, man. And we'll, we'll touch on that later on. But man, it felt like Eden Park was our Pier Park. <laughs> wow, it's beautiful, man. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, also, shout out to all the listeners at on whoever listens to the Western Network podcast. Yeah, we've got 13 podcasts out there. You can pick a topic on sports, business, technology, politics, or or, or whatever the case may be, and you, and and listen to the podcast, Health and Fitness. Also, jump on the EOTC MT at the Clip Facebook page. It's a private page, so jump on there, answer the free questions that security lets you in. Is your chance to put in some comments or some posts, and we'll talk about it on the podcast. All right, Luz. Um, yeah. Let's talk about our week. So, how was your week? Oh, totally, man. Up in Chinks Day. It's pretty much after our podcast um, last week, Sunday. But I still wasn't feeling right, eh? And um, it's sort of like I didn't have a sore throat, but I just started to feel like I was getting like the cold sweats at night. And I didn't know whether it was because it was hot or whether it was just me because I had a blocked nose and stuff. But then I started getting a bit chesty and flammy, man. I didn't work the whole week. So, just manned up and paid the money. Gone saw a doctor. Fucking doctor said, Sally got bronchitis, man. He'd be on some steroids and some antibiotics. So, yeah, man. He started me off on like eight prednisones. And I got to um, deduct one a day. So, it goes like eight, seven, six till I finish them. So, I'm on day three. I'm on like five prednisones. But stuff's pretty strong, eh? Because... It's just at night I was having like cough spasms, eh? Like to the point that I was a bit in Yiva and 
you know, I couldn't couldn't just stop. You know, it's just like in the hall, like you know, when someone does the <laughs> and then all of a sudden everyone else just starts coughing. But it was like that, man. And I even got a bloody ventilin pump as well because I remember post COVID when I had it, I was getting a lot of sh- like pretty short of breath, like quite easy. And I went to the doctor and he goes, oh, we'll try you on some ventilin and see if it helps. Helped a lot, eh? But I just forgot because it felt like COVID was a while ago. And But yeah, I did a COVID test, was negative. Ended up going to the doctor. But it's just my surprise, man. He said, yeah, yeah, you're, you're not well, man. You're the same. So I thought I was making up in my head, bro, you know? But I was like, nah, it's really I'm sick. So nah, it's good, man. It's good to get some vitamin D for the good weather. And just, yeah, but it was just weird, you know, having the flu and it's bloody hot. Yeah. You know, everyone is that experience. <laughs> well, it's, um, so we're still transitioning into summer. So I think that's the worst time to get, uh, that's the like common time to get the flu when it's that little, mm. when it's transitioning into the next season. Because oh. remember when it's yeah, like yeah. Um, autumn, autumn to well, it's winter, change the temperature. People, people were easy to get sick, and same as now, it's from winter to spring. Change the temperature, so the body has to adjust. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, man. My my week was man. I had a long week because remember I came back from Samoa last week. Yeah, stayed home until Wednesday, then went work Thursday and Friday, and man, even that was long. Thursday and Friday, those two days (laughs) felt like a whole week. So you can imagine what a full week. Yeah, um, the next week would be like so. I was Wait, I like, over you, a day. I was you I caught was, that Samoa buggy <laughs> like that. Yeah. I was fucking over a day, and like I was just <laughs> tapped out on Friday, and because yeah. I knew it was gonna be a long weekend, so I was going. I was looking forward to that, just extra day of rest, and then four day week next week or this week coming up. So it's not bad, but uh yeah, man, I was just excited for this weekend because man, it's gonna be weekend packed of sports. So very. Oh, it's crazy you talk about sport. I watched nothing, bro. Absolutely nothing. And because, you know, it was sunny. And I was like, bro, it's hot. Hmm. I you know, thought I'd go keep you a tree. Like, there's a, there's a tree hanging over our neighbor's fence right on the boundary line. And I thought to myself, man, I wonder if that's dry enough to try and keep you. I tried a chainsaw, mate. And the chainsaw was just, just it was like it was smoking, you know, because the tree was that dry. Hmm. So I ended up just getting into Jake the Mus models. I got an axe. I found it. I, you know, I was doing some DIY like a couple of weeks ago. Found the axe in between the garage door and the, the wardrobe. I took two or two with an axle, and the wall was just kicking my ass. Eh? It's like, man, it's really waking me up to like, man, nigga, get fit, bro. Like, you need to do something about your weight. Get fit, man. Like, you can't be sick and it's beautiful day outside. It's like, so you know, it's it's put me on that, bro. Like, bro, it's time to push play. You know, start start getting healthy. What, what's up with that, that? What's up with that tree? Is it in the way or something? Oh, so when I ordered the fence timber a while ago, I didn't realize I ordered enough to get down the side of the house as well. My neighbor's got some leftover timber, so we've just been talking back and forth. But he keep talking about this tree, and I was like, oh, okay. He cuts it back on his side, and I was thinking, oh, maybe it just looks picture perfect from our side, you know. But he's been cutting it like right back on the fence line. I put a post in yesterday, and like it's quite hard the 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 area that I was trying to put the post. This is how fresh I am, bro. I didn't even run, I didn't even run a string line from the last post to where there's no posts. I was just gonna do it by eye. It wasn't until today I was just doing a bit of like 
pulling some weeds out and I had a look up from my back fence of my deck, you know, the black fence at the back. I had a look and I was like, oh, that looks almost like a half a meter in front of where it should be. So, fuck it, I've said, but I'm going to do it properly. But when I did go around and had a look on his side of the fence, yeah, that fence that was built less than 10 years ago, bro, it's, mm. it's pretty young, eh? It's like, it's, it doesn't even look like it's been put in properly. But yeah, I think that tree might have might have done a bit of that damage, but I don't think so. So he wants me to cut it right down. But I'm like, brother, unless you pay for the chainsaw to go cut it all the way down to the stump, man. Mm. Fucking more than welcome to come over. Yeah, so it's like trying to cut two of my thighs off, man. All of us, it's too fatty. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> but at least it's done. Like, like I've got pretty much 95% of it gone, mm. so... Yeah, it's good to see like the trees in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but like you need no more tree blocking the the picture of the the nice sunset. Mm. Yeah, man. So so Friday night just went out of with the missus to the movies, and this is gonna yeah. be my, my my movie review for this episode: The Killers of the yeah. Flower Moon. Um, then Saturday woke up early to watch the All Blacks game. Bro, how was that, man? I didn't even get up. I didn't even get up, bro. Yeah. Like, I literally had my phone ready. My Sky Go. Had my first haircut. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, for some reason, I wasn't drawn to watching it, eh? Well, it was Argentina. But, yeah. you know, all through the week, you know, I know Argentina beat us there one time. But, in all honesty, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be an easy game for the All Blacks. And it yeah. was in the end. Because they pumped him. And I watched it, maybe the first, I watched the first half. But then in the second half, I was on my phone, looking at my phone, scrolling, mm. trying to watch the game. But, you know, it was all back too far ahead. I was like, oh, it wasn't really exciting. Yeah. It was, it was kind of boring. So, so yeah, that happened. <clears throat> so, yeah, I wasn't really, I didn't really get into it when the score was uh, running away from Argentina. Man. Because mm. the, only, the, only, the only thing and the only stat that I saw that I was proud of was seeing Mark Tellez running stats mm. and then I was like oh well, our guy obviously played well so did he have he had double digits really and about. line breaks eh, or something yeah 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 it was like 15 wow yeah but I was like surely because <laughs> I was like that's why that's my guy man that's our guy where's this <laughs> but that's the thing you know that guy like when you watch his line breaks it's almost like he's not making a line break but he's so slippery yeah he's just but, running yeah, through it's like, almost like he's yeah, it's like tackling the air. Hey, it's like tackling the air. It's like he's that quick. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like misleading, eh? Just his giggle, yeah. like because there's no sway on his. Because he's got no freaking meat on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but he's like, not doing it by power, eh? It's more. It is power, it's more but it's more. I don't know. Well, he he's, and, he turns and, he, and spins and he footwork, yeah. and he just makes himself real slippery, eh? And he just can't tackle him for some reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know what? I hope, man, and I hope they don't try and change that team. Because do you reckon that team that they played against Argentina would be their one team with the bench as well? And will, will they roll the same tactic into the final? Well, they put Retallick on the bench this time, so I'm not sure if that if they're gonna start him. I reckon the team that played Ireland is the starting team. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Mark won't get a start. Oh, except for Mark, because he, he got in trouble. Oh, so he, he was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Because in that game, 
Fangangoku did make a couple of mistakes. Oh, true. Yeah. We've got to give it to Fuzzy and um, what's his face? The island executive. You got to give it to the men. Like I think they've executed their plan into the World Cup. Like pretty good, eh? Like yeah. I think when I think about it now, like overall, like as for a team that's that's not really seasoned together, you know, because like you know we're so used to seeing a whole lot of Crusaders, a whole lot of Blues, like in like Imperians and stuff. But man, I was thinking, bro, this team is legit, and I and I believe going with the bigger second five, with um Jordi second five is a good move. The only difference, and I think the 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 pick I would pick Jordi over Sunny Bill in this current moment is the kicking. You know what I mean? You remember that World Cup where we went through all those first fives, we ended up having pity whippy kick. This year, this World Cup, fuck with that set is like, oh, Monga's gone off. Don't worry, we got Barrett. Oh, mm. Barrett's gone off. Don't worry. There's another Barrett that can kick, you know? It's like we've got them all on the park at the same time. Mm. And the fact that the kick returns, great. Will Jordan can kick. It's crazy, man. It's like this year they've like pretty much stamped everything off like past World Cups would have sort of like hindered us, you know? Like even like first five. You can bring in a guy who can play fullback in first five when um you know McKenzie. So right, I think we all those games that Building up to the World Cup didn't mean shit, you know. This could be the, you know, we could be breaking another world record, man. Yeah, if we win the World Cup next week, it's it's, it's going to be Sunday six thirty a.m. So it's the earlier game. We we would have won four. How would it be the first team to win four? Yeah, yeah that's that's a feat, hey. Yeah, that's, and I mean it'd be the first time on a neutral ground, bro. It's like you know. Whereas we won one here, we won two here, South Africa won over there. Who was the other one? Japan, eh? We won two in New Zealand and we won one in England, I think. Oh no, France. No, Australia. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> nah, it would have been Northern Hemisphere. I think it was England. Mm. But nah, yeah, I think oh, yeah, it's, it's surprising, eh? Did you think that the blocks were going to make it? The Springbok, yeah, yeah. I I was surprised by England's um determination this morning because I what I did wake up early to watch the Springboks England game because I was interested in how if England will will actually do do, do any good and they actually did. Yeah, they almost won the game and Springboks struggled against England, even with their their, their killer bench. Well, it was the killer binge that came on and won, and won the game for them. Damn. So they called the the bomb squad. They nicknamed the bomb squad. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, they delivered. Did you watch the game this morning? I haven't seen. Also, I haven't watched any sport, man, because oh. I wanted to see who was gonna play us. That, that that's the only game I want to see, man. Yeah. I don't want to like. I don't. You know. You know how you watch. You see, like for example, for me, like you know when you watch Parramatta smash the Eels, or like the Eels smash. Penrith heading into finals week, right? That put a lot of doubt in whether Penrith was going to do well for some people. I didn't want to have that because I after watching Ireland and the ABs that second half, it was like, I don't want to be, oh, fuck, man, I don't think the Oprah's going to do it. I just wanted to be like, I watch this final, bro, we're going to do it. I didn't want any doubt set in my head. That's why I don't want to watch this morning's game because oh. I'm like, fuck, man, if they win, damn it, we're not going to win, you know? 
especially if you're saying that the bomb squad came on and then finished and held held them off. Mm. Well, I was kind of torn. They eh? could have been some more, bro. They could have been some more in that game. <laughs> I was kind of torn because I wanted I wanted South Africa to, to win because I, oh, I fucking hate England, man. That's my worst team. England to me is like <laughs> yeah. the the Crusaders. I put them side by side. Oh man! I put those That's two teams together them. side by side between yeah. the, as the teams I hate the most. Yeah. I love to see them lose. So England's up there with Crusaders. I wanted England to lose, but at the same time, I wanted them to win so All Blacks can just waste them, take their revenge, yeah, yeah, but I didn't yeah. want England to be in the final so they can brag about that, you know? And plus, yeah. to me, England being in the semi-final like that, like they've 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 done one better than all the other best teams in the Six Nations, Ireland, France, yeah, you know? Scotland, Wales in that year, France. And Probably even 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 Scotland, even though Scotland didn't make the the quarterfinals, but Scotland's a good team. But you know, out of what the Six Nations team, I reckon that England didn't not deserve to be there. Yeah, but they played like they deserve to be there because they just got pipped mm. in the last second. So to me, it's like okay, this is a team like always. They don't care about the games in between the World Cups. They yeah. come up on for the World Cup. That's the yeah. like That's the England's yeah. a team that that when the Six Nations that. that it's like they don't care. Oh, we'll mm. just wait till the World Cup. We'll just use that. Another thing, though, England had the easiest run to the semi-finals. It's pretty, yeah, yeah. Because they the only best team they had in their pool was Argentina, so they mm. were always going to make it to to the quarters if you think about it, right? Yeah, true that. So, and then if they did make the make the quarters, the team that would be likely to knock them out before the World Cup started would have been Australia. Now we didn't know Australia was going to be useless. Yeah, yeah. So Australia's out. That made a clear path for England to make it to the semi-final because well, who did England get in the quarterfinals? They got Fiji. Mm. And you know, even though Fiji almost beat them, England came through. Now, if you think about all those games England had, they were undefeated until that last game, right? But these are all kind of second-tier teams, right? Yeah. Besides, besides Argentina, but it was good, good practice run for them to. Be battle hardened, like play these second tier nations. Just yeah. you know, they almost Samoa almost beat them, but they had a good run. Fiji almost beat them, they had a good run. So when they came to this game against South Africa, they had a good run against South Africa until the last second. But I think because of those games they had previous, it helped them um, do better. You know, yeah. so I don't know if that was or that was planned. Because of the English uh, guy that organizes the whole whole fucking thing, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a bit dodgy, eh? A bit dodgy. Right, dodgy as <laughs> dodgy as. I bet you they're gonna make a film about it in like maybe three or four years time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad that it's gonna be a Southern Hemisphere final. Hard because sends it final. just sends a message to the North again that you know Southern Hemisphere rugby is nothing to fuck with, you know. Although Australia. Australia let us down as some some of the hemisphere teams, you know that's that that's that's the reason why England were let in. Now I just want to mention something. Ben Smith, he's been on social media lately saying all this controversial shit. I don't know if you've read his his posts on that. He's been nah. posting on Twitter and all that. But man, I don't know if he's trying to cause um, arguments or what. But he's saying, he's saying all this controversial stuff. His latest quote or his latest post came out today when England lost uh, South Africa. And he questioned South Africa being a Southern Hemisphere team. 
because they all play up north. Oh yeah. So he was just he was just going against the whole narrative of southern hemisphere versus northern hemisphere, and said, you know what, this this final is a south versus north final because South Africa plays up north, so they're not yeah. considered in the in that d- debate anymore. And oh, I was like, oh, shut I up. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you know, um, it's not about where you play; it's about the, the location of your country. Like you True. can't move South Africa up to north north hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I actually see it though. I understand. I understand like the energy he's yeah, he's pulling with that sort of argument because South Africa is the probably only, well, it's probably like a, a handful of nations, but originally was an only team, I think, from the 99 World Cup that was picking their players from all over, eh? Mm. They would let that. Like they, they weren't like Australia and New Zealand, like just limited to the guys that played in the um, Super Rugby comp. So yeah, but the um, South African teams, Super Rugby, South African teams, not in Super Rugby anymore. They're playing up north. Yeah, so that's what he was alluding to. So I don't know. I think he's just fucking posting <laughs> these things to get make people angry or you know yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. a, a rise on people. Because he said something else last week about um, something else, and it was it was it was another sort of a. Was it Come something on, along the lines of what um that Clive Churchill was trying to say about um the six one of those six nations is gonna be all in the final in the next minute? <laughs> no yeah, there. something like that. Something like that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's if he, if, I don't know man, I don't know where it's coming from. But I don't know, it's um even though it it raises a lot of tension in terms of because he's an ex all black, you know, he's a Kiwi. And he's saying stuff that like go against the Kiwi narrative, and I'm like thinking, yeah. okay, this guy is doing it just to get some reaction. But I think it's good. I think it's good because this is something we're not used to being a sport, having a sport that kind of sports culture in New Zealand. We don't, we're not used to that sort of thing. And yeah, like yeah. we're not like America when America does this thing all the time, like Stephen A. Smith yeah. and all those guys. Like, did you hear yeah, Stephen yeah. A. Smith is like putting down uh, the also a tour? Nah, oh, yeah. He was saying Ever he's what? not he's not a he's he, he's all eats. Even though he's oh. um been the man Yeah 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 this season. Mm. Yeah, Stephen Smith doesn't think he's gonna be like in the he, he's not gonna be the man like even though he's he's making all these touchdown passes and all that. Mm. That's the guy at the Dolphins, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think he, bro, but because it's Stephen A. Smith, bro, he's, he's, usually, he's usually really good, eh? Like with what he can see, because he's been around too long to sort of see it. Mm. And the good thing about Stephen A. Smith, if someone proves him wrong, he'll correct it and he'll give them flowers, eh? That's the thing about him. Where's the other Palangi guy? What's his name? Skip. That bitch, that white dude. Fuck Skip him. <laughs> he would never admit, bro. Just like over there, that freaking deal with the um, the wearing the Mayweather hat, like, <laughs> bro. That dude will never. That's that's the real KTSC, like never fold, bro. Mm. Fuck. But nah, uh, Stephen A. Smith. I think I don't know. Maybe he's just putting it out there to sort of hope that there is gonna be another actual All American and maybe a black quarterback that's gonna do something bigger than what this dude's doing right now, eh? Because mm. it's been a, it's been a been a while eh, since you've ever seen one. They're either runners or defenders. You never see them at the back of the, you know, yeah, the front line. So, what's your opinion on this northern hemisphere versus southern hemisphere thing? Do you think it's good for the game that we have these kind of conversations? Like we gotta have these sort of um, 
you know, because, you know, Argentina's part of us in Sansa, Argentina, New Zealand, South Pacific, Australia, South Africa, being in the Southern Hemisphere. Like, we, we got to have some kind, of, some kind of identity to go against those yeah. guys up north in the UK and all that. Yeah. I just feel like... Um... Because, bro, if you go to Argentina, like, it's still not professional. You know what I mean? They don't, like, yeah. like, And, I, and I've heard it. I know it. Like, like, for example, in Ireland, they have, like, Ivy League, like, secondary schools here. Like, if you think about the 1A comp, you think about the boarding schools here. Like, do with. Like, do with in that. Like, even, like, Hastings Boys, Gisborne, Tauranga Boys. Those schools, like, those, those like, if you look over the history of New Zealand and secondary schools rugby... That's that started from like you know that's better than grassroots stuff, right? And maybe if you go over there, it's almost like what it is here socially at the rugby club, the sports club, the social clubs. So it's not like that. But in South Africa, their rugby schools are like how it is here. Like they have a history. Like I know, like even when I was at school, and this probably hasn't happened for a few years, but they would bring schools from South Africa to come and play here. And on those list of schools would be Calston, Auckland Boys, Gisborne, Taronga, Hastings, you know? And it's like, they have the same identity, like, set up in rugby as us. If we got Argentina up there a bit higher, like, in terms of, like, it's in the schools, you know? That they're bringing it up, like, that into professional, straight into super, super rugby. I think it would be way better for us. But I don't know. Obviously, South Africa have done it for themselves to sort of get away, to not mimic how we play down here. And I think in some sort of way, it probably worked, man, because they weren't sort of exposed to how we play only by watching it, you know? It's different from watching it and actually playing against it. So I don't know there's probably is some sort of deep, deep root into why they actually pulled away from us. Because it's only like from memory, like well, how many finals can you count on your hand that they were South Africa and Australia team in the finals? Highly and unlikely, eh? Because I mean, most most successful team in South Africa was probably the Bulls, eh? The Bulls probably the most uh, successful. Was that the early stages like Natal Sharks, like you know, yeah. the Auckland Glory? Like after that, I mean ACT. Like, you couldn't say, like, oh, it's going to be an Australia-South Africa final. Yeah, Australia won a World Cup. South Africa won one. In between that time of Super Rugby just dominating. But I think the separation is good because, like, can you, like, you remember when, like, Johnny Wilkinson and then the South Africans were trying to play the English style with the drop kicks? Like, I'm glad we didn't go back to that shit. Like if it got to that point, and I remember we trying to predict today if we're gonna see a World Cup and it comes down to fucking drop kicks, fuck, I'm gonna turn the TV off, you know. Well, that's how England playing this morning. They just all their points came from um, oh. penalties or drop kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that um just sort of rugby, eh? Mm. It's just rock for rock. Trying it's to, that boring sort of rugby. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, yeah. It's not that running entertainment like what we see in Super Rugby. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of sad that South Africa left Super Rugby because it's dumbed down the, the competition. Because yeah. Australia's not up to scratch anymore. They're like way behind league and NRL and AFL in Australia. They're like the third sport down eh? Yeah. 
So they don't, because I heard that their deal with their stay in sports with their their broadcasting deal was yeah. only nineteen million. Yeah, that's how much they're worth. Nineteen million. Well, the All Blacks, the Inzida, their deal with Sky is a hundred million. Mm. So there's a big big, big difference, difference there. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it, it has like really watered down the game here, eh? like in terms of like the entertainment factor and like just the challenges, eh? Like not being sad, man, but it's like I was actually like cringe, like when I saw the top four. After like say four rounds of like Super Rugby, you know. But I mean, yeah, it almost feels like man, if it's not Auckland and the Crusaders, it has to be it has to be at least like either the Southern teams or Wellington. But I mean, yeah, it's been a long. It feels like it's been a long time since we've seen like a real good Super Rugby comp, you know. I reckon they should. Um, I think they should format reformat Super Rugby again. I think that that's what they yeah. should do. They should have only three Australian teams: New South Wales, Queensland, and and ACT. Make it twelve then. Is that Super Twelve? Make it Super Twelve, or and put an extra maybe two New Zealand teams in, or just mm. make the NPC into uh, Super Rugby. Yeah, I reckon. But I, I, I would, I'd rather push the NPC, like as as a standalone comp, and then go to five and maybe Australia three, mm. but. I think yeah, like going back some time. Can you remember when they had the the separation when they had the Japanese team in the comp? You know, yeah, the, the Sun Wolves. Yeah, Sun Wolves. Like I think that was that was semi interesting, but it was when the Wolves had to fly to South Africa, and then come back down. You know, I remember like the games being like, "What the fuck?" Like, didn't this team like have a short turnaround? But they're ex- it's expected of them, like to sort of play. Not, yeah, not be you know. Well, also, I want to break up that Mana Pacifica team because Fiji Draw have proved that they helped Fiji big time. Yeah, you know. So I reckon, you know, you're not gonna do much by splitting Samoa and and Tonga. Yeah, you know. I think you should have one a Super Rugby Samoa team, a Super Rugby Tongan team, because you already got a Super Rugby Fijian team, which is Fiji Draw. Yeah. We should have two more teams, Tonga and Samoa. Okay. So but how would you what what would be the criteria for playing Moana if you if you were to draw from those two nations? Like would they have to be New Zealand based players? Because you know, if you look at it, how how did they benefit like the Samoa team? Because how many players came from that? Because that's more or less just to get a New Zealand contract, really, eh? Because it's a super rugby contract. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, you you just have to do it. I think you have to. It will be it will be up to the Samoa Rugby Union to manage yeah. that. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised, eh? Like, I'm surprised, like, um, like that Amua, like, fuck, like, bro, he literally could have played for the for for the Manu. Yeah, he played a he played a cap. You know, he obviously got sucked into playing a cap for for the ABs. Like, there was a handful of players that could have could have gone both ways, but. It's just surprising yeah, me. Yeah, he's up, they, they 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 didn't show up or they don't. Yeah, because I'm always on and off, eh? For the All Blacks, they pick yeah. him, then they don't pick him, then they pick him, then they don't pick him. It depends on his form. But I reckon right now, if they don't pick him from now to next World Cup, he's gonna go the. He'll be eligible for Manasamo. 
Yeah. If he doesn't, if because it's a three-year stand down, right? So mm. if he doesn't get picked for All Blacks next year, he's got three years. He's got four years in between to not get picked for the All Blacks. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh man, it's been harder. It's it's just been war. Because I used to love. Bro, I'll be honest, bro. I used to love going up to the pub to watch the Super Rugby. <laughs> Do my local. I used to bro, love it. Eh? Like you know, I think the last actual game I remember going to the pub and I was like. Like, you know, so drunk and loud was when um when Wax scored the winning try against the Blues. Mm. Like, that's how long ago, like, we enjoyed watching that, you know, the Chiefs and, and the Blues. That was just feels like it's been ages, eh? Yeah, I remember that was heartbreaking. See, uh, to see the Auckland raised, born and raised, play for <laughs> well, Waikato and. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, score the winning I'm try against. against Oh, bro, His hometown huh? team. <laughs> and what's real my lear, what's real my lear is that one of the boys said it before we even started drinking. And like, oh, pick a score, pick a score. You know, because whoever got the closest score or picked the win would, 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 wouldn't have to shout at me, eh? But mm. when the bro picked it, eh, we were like, nah, piss off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was happy, but at the same time, I was gutted, eh? I was like, oh, man. Well, at least it was West that scored it. <clears throat> Sweet man. Um yeah, so yesterday I went to the Tosamo game with um with DJ, as I mentioned before. Bro, man, I never seen it was a good experience, man, because in the beginning when we walked in, packed full of Samo fans, you know. It was packed like we we went down to the King's Ender for a few beers before the game. And just the amount of um cars dri- driving down that driving down um Nino Road, the flags on the window and it's like a, a, a mini parade, man. Everyone walking to the game with their flags. Ah, I had my flag too. And um, I had a few beers and we walked down to Eden Park. So, man, just sea of red, like I said. And when we got there, like, we got to our seats. You know, everyone was loud and cheering. But as soon as the boys came out, bruh, see, everyone just stand up and the cheer who started happening and man yeah. I looked around you see man there's just flags man like I've never seen nothing like that eh? yeah, and yeah. then when they did the national anthem Samuel did the national anthem first everybody in the stadium was singing Oh, everybody shit, in the stadium was singing it was so I think a tear came down my eye eh, man because yeah. it was like wow this is this is like that's the real man. what's the difference eh? that's the real what's <laughs> that's the, the real difference, what's the difference right? man Wow, yeah. so emotional way. And then but you know what's cool? Like then New Zealand sing then and from everybody was singing it too. Yeah. Oh me. You know? So it was like, man. Cause our people, man, we love to sing. Oh yeah. So you know? So we were singing both national anthems. Was it uh day after afterwards, after the loss? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because you know, when I when 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 everyone was singing the national anthem, I was just Feeling like those guys, those Tosa more players in their shoes, like thinking how proud they must feel seeing the crowd like that, or walking out to a crowd like that. Especially them being some, most of them being Australian born, huh? And then, or grew up in Australia. Um, just thinking, man, looking around, looking how much they inspired our people. Like this is just a carryover from the World Cup, huh? You know, and we're just all into it. Was so emotional, and then the hackers, the hackers, the, the hacker. So, 
see what's up first. Everybody just caught up for an A. Everyone was screaming in the crowd. And then the the Kiwis did the haka and everyone was boo. <laughs> everyone was booing. <laughs> Which I thought, okay, this is uh this is a different level. You know, this is a different sort of level, eh? Yeah. Like like when you think about it, it's Kiwis versus Amwa in Eden Park. Okay, this is Kiwis home ground. This, yeah, is, this is New, New Zealand. Zealand. And it's not a, and it's, it's like it's supposed to be Eden Park, but it felt like Apia Park. Yo. Because I don't think there was hardly any Kiwi supporters in there. They were, they were, they were, they were, us, they were in the bushes, still in the. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> but you know the booing of the haka. You always see how other countries, especially in the World Cup, like in the past, like they boo the haka when the All Blacks did the haka, and this, and the the media is so onto it, like, man, how disrespectful! This is what you get if you boo the haka. You get wasted by yeah, the All Blacks. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah, like yeah. those. So the, it's like a curse thingy. Like you, if you disrespect the hacker, you're gonna get pumped yeah. Why, by fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, something like it's it's kind of what happened in the end because someone yeah, did yeah, get yeah. pumped by fifty. The young <laughs> yeah, like didn't respect the hacker, but hey, I don't know what can you say. That's the passion of the fans, man. You just you just have to let it go. You just have to you know let it happen because you can't yeah. stop it. You know, disrespect for what. You can't stop the passion. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but I was like proud, man. I was proud. <coughs> Even though we know we deserve to try. Or maybe we didn't deserve to try. Because, I don't know. I don't know what you think, man. But the papers always say that. People always say that. The Samoa team's not like the Samoa team at the World Cup. Yeah. Well, We're weak in the I- spine, man. Weak in the spine. But even going from like the comparison of numbers and players who had carried over from the World Cup, it was only like four against Australia, right? It was a four or five. Mm. I remember Vossi was just breaking it down on his um radio channel. But yeah, you gotta give them credit, man. I mean they did alright against Australia. I mean there was like four players from the rugby world club the rugby league world cup that came into play so They did, uh, they did all right against Australia because they actually scored points against Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, I think if you got a spine like we have, you got you got you got saw at the back, which he is exciting. But you know he needs more experience. I think the thing with him, he's got the footwork, he's got the speed, you know, he's got the evasiveness. He's he's a safe player. He catches all those high balls. Mm. He's good defensively. But I think what he's missing is that little bit of 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 playmaker in him. That, you yeah, know what I mean? Pedigree, that creative pedigree, yeah. sort of like a Tedesco, uh, like try and yeah, like set, set up ahead of play, sort of thing, or which gap, which way, or if, yeah, exactly, or even like um a Billy Slater, or um mm. even like a a Reece Walsh, because at least Reece Walsh he sets up his his, yeah, his yeah, players. Yeah. Hey, he does do some some playmaking moves up from 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 fullback, and I think that's I haven't seen so far long to do that. Yet, I mean, he can create his own play. He can create his own thing for himself. You know, he can get away from his first man. If he's in space, he's gone. See you later. But you know, I think, I think for him to get to the next next level, yeah, he needs to do some. I know, try set up some plays. Hmm. But I'm not. He's he's exciting. He's probably the best player so far out of these two games. Yeah. In terms of his defense and his um. Yeah, in terms of defense and his and his safety. Hmm. 
But um, no, man, it was just it was just an awesome feeling to be in that crowd, and you know, and, and <laughs> it wasn't awesome seeing us get pumped. But man, at the end of the game, like the whole crowd started to sing, um, Tote. Yeah, like everybody was singing. It was that was the man. That was me. So, that was yeah. me. And I took a video of that too. So, oh man, you got to uh, post it, bro. You got to post it, man. That would have been something else, see. Man, so when we were singing that, I was thinking, man, we had seen an example to maybe Australia, you know, as a as a crowd support, you know, mm. like I think it was a gift day. This is like a celebration. Like I think Tor Samoa having a game here with the Kiwis in front of the Auckland crowd at Eden Park. That's like. Uh, uh, thank you, eh? Thank you, yeah. Well, for our support from like, last year, yeah, bro. I felt, I felt it was like, yeah, man, like because, um, the the fan parades, right? Like, I did saw, I'll, I'll bring it up, man, because I know Luppy posted something on social media about <laughs> you know what, what the tours are more and what the community needed to do, eh? But and I know Lorenzo took offense to it, he retracted his, his statement, but at the same time, it was like, you know, you guys have a way, we have, you know, Townsville has a way, we have a way. So they weren't here to see the amount of praise. Like, you know, if we still can put on a parade and all the praise that was happening in Mangri for the whole week post-finals, like, yeah, I think that home game was pretty much a a thank you to all the the loyal tour fans. Because, eh? like, that fan they done at Victoria Park, like, I remember I must have just clicked on the thread right, and I just saw, like, maybe five or six people, wrong place to be doing a fan day. But it's like... Those are those people who were like born in like two thousand five, eh? Like you had no idea. Like, bro, if Ponsonby Rugby League is the oldest club in New Zealand, and they're having the tour boys show up at that old, the oldest club, it goes to show how how far back our offer is to Auckland City, man. And then get that, you know, get that one bit better. Oh, bro, don't just play on Mount Smart or, or or the Trust or Harbour, bro. They're gonna play at Eden Park, like. You know, they gotta see how far we've come, like in terms of like, you know, bro, you can you can celebrate small, but if you're talking about bro, them singing Celtic, like, bro, that's the like icing on the cake, bro. Like <laughs> even if we had got pumped a hundred in a while, it was still gonna be so like, but can you guys do this? I yeah. bet you Townsville couldn't do that, man. Exactly. Anyway. And I think, you know, that goes to show just same as MMT, you know, mm. with their with their support they got. Yeah. I mean, I think what it's doing, it's showing New Zealand rugby union. You know what, what sport can do to a yeah, fan base, and you know what? Yeah, they can be fucking jealous all they want. Mm. Like we, how come we don't support you guys? Don't support All Blacks like that or the Blues or like that. Yeah. You know why? Because it's more than that. Yeah, you know. Oh, so. and that's and it's purely their identity and being proud, eh? Like you know, Mika, mm. like next level Mika. Like I think you know, someone's like. Can you remember like the Rugby League World Cup where, uh, you know, that's all, the, that's all probably didn't do as good as what MMT did. But what MMT showed, I say, it was like, oh, yeah, all right, we'll see. So for the boys to go and make the final and then bring it here, and you're like, yeah, I see why. We're still on, eh? Like, yeah. like, like we're on. Even if we're off, how we still yeah. win the celebrations? Like, you know? Mm. But, yeah. Nah. Yeah, you're yeah, right, bro. Was... Yeah, that was... I was... Man, I was I was I was proud to be a part of that. Just to be in the crowd, man. Like be there, like not watching on TV, because it's these moments, see. 
in moments of like this is like history you can't miss because these are experiences you can never get again you know yeah and it's like the experience we got what watching the tour Samoa at the rugby world cup league world cup yeah. like the experience of watching them beat england yeah. you know make it to the final i mean damn yeah, being in the parades being part of the campaign you know from afar yeah and then you know for them to come here to our hometown and play in front of us you know yeah this is like this is like a long time coming like like yeah. they never came to the parade in Auckland, eh? They never came here, eh? Bro, I bet, up, but I bet you those Aussie, those Aussie-born Zorb boys, man, this that will this will be with them forever, eh? Not so much because of the score and the loss, but the crowd reaction, the welcoming down at Victoria Park, and even the whole mm. week, man. Because yeah, bro, like I, I've spoken to boys that played international, played both both New Zealand and for the homeland and they even say it eh? it's like it's a different it's a different energy and a different feeling eh? it's like just it doesn't you can't compare the two but they are both sort of good in their own right but yeah man if you, if, if the crowd is singing like a Samoan song G like come on <laughs> <laughs> that's like I'm like fuck I wish I went eh? but you know <laughs> you where you were at the time of everything happening bro that was where you meant to be you know Mm. Nah, that's good, bro. That's cool to hear. Yeah, man. So that, um, yeah, man. Just yeah. It's tonight. It's um, it's the cricket. So tall blacks on oh, not tall blacks, uh, but black caps are playing uh India. So both undefeated in the World Cup cricket World Cup so far. Is it a twenty twenty or a one day? No, nah, it's a one day over in India because they got the cricket World Cup on in India. So it's uh, nine thirty tonight. So probably since we have got no work tomorrow, I'll just probably see if I can watch the whole thing. Since it's gonna be a hard game. Mm. Mm. So yeah, man, that's uh, me for sports this week. It's good. It's been good. <laughs> man, did you know who won the Naki and was it? Oh, Hawks game. Um, because that was on at the same time, eh? The black was it the league friends Kiwi friends. Taranaki won, twenty-two oh, nineteen. Wow. Bro, I told you. I'm sure I'm. I'm sure I said it, man. The Naki Ford Pack, bro, next level, eh? Yeah. The Naki Ford Pack is something else, man. I want to be probably um, too high from the cocaine snorting from the broken shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro! But what I thought, show, eh? It shows like, bro, that's um. In the two Canes, like sort of um territories, eh? I think it was the Wellington and and the Naki semi. Like mm. obviously, Wellington's doing well. You know, it shows the depth of talent coming through. It's doing well. But nah, bro. I was I, I saw it was evident, bro. Like even when they beat Auckland and then the game I watched them earlier in the season, I was like, bro, they got a good team, man. I was the counties, the counties Taranaki game, and I was watching freaking um, what's his name? Hoskins getting fame from those guys, from those losies eh, and the props. So, mm. bro, they got a good squad, man. But I love that. Like, you can just tell, eh, you got a good line out and your forward pack can you know, recycle the ball like it's second nature, bro. Man, well, congrats to them. Yeah. 
yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty interesting because those are two teams you never thought will make the final way. Like they're not the traditional big city teams. They usually make the yeah. NPC Grand Final. You know, it's either one or the other, or it might be Taranaki or a big city like Auckland, Wellington, or, or Canterbury. Sort of thing, eh? So it's probably a good thing for the competition to have Taranaki and Hawks Bay in there. Mm. But yeah, there was that um, what's his name? I forgot the 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 props name, but there was a uh, like a little TikTok of the the prop was a swane, um, Tomalolo the prop, because there was a video that I shared a while ago and it was of the the referee telling the Wellington captain to to hush. Yeah, but if you remember far back enough, can you remember like there's the video of John Schwager thinking up against Tomalolo and the scrum. So it was just reliving that moment while you got it on film, you know? But the ref was like the street eye guy once. I was like, fuck. But obviously the ref's not in on it, so he would never know, yeah. you know? But that was pretty cool, eh? When you, when you see those moments, like, you know, they go back from freaking way back, back. What was that video? Did she put it up when the, the player did the... Chew! And he got in trouble from the ref? Yeah. No, yeah, that's that um, the Tamalolo and um, oh. Shwoga. They had a. I think that that's when they lost the, the um, the Ranfilly, mm. and he had just come onto the field. You know, he was just you know like doing the chew, yeah, come, come, and he ends up folding the scrum like the Wellington scrum, mm. and then when John gets up, he's like, you know, he's got him like by his jersey, and he's saying, yeah, let's go again, let's go again. Then he does it again, and then like ten years later, from the exact same moment, he's doing it again. And that's why that chew goes on. Like, if Wellington, for Wellington to be doing it to the bay, that's why they were doing it. It's like they're trying to recapture that moment, you know, reenact oh. it, but zip the on the other foot. But the ref obviously had no idea. Like, but he was just trying to. That's how fights start, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, um, from sport to something completely different. Um, this is a story you put up on the on the Facebook page. So. It's about this man who had a court order to disown his, um, to disown teen twins who he's looked after um, all their lives up until their teenagers because, because he, he doesn't want to be their dad anymore because he knows that He's had a vasectomy, and he reckons. Oh wow, it's obvious they were conceived when he was having a threesome with his uh, his girlfriend back then. Um, so he's told yeah, the this court, is a strange story. He's applied, so he's applied to the court that he no longer wants to be legal guardians of these twin girls. Yes, yes. Now, but no, happen- you could do that. Was- that's what cracks me up. Well, okay, let, let's just explain this, right? Let's just explain this. So, here's, here's a couple, right? The guy has a vasectomy. He doesn't want any kids, right? But then, this couple goes into having, gets into having a threesome with another man, right? Now, the girlfriend gets pregnant. And obviously, he's from the other man because he's got his vasectomy. Anyway, she's had twins, right? But they go on living with the twins. So he he sort of raises them, right? Mm. And 
until they're teenagers, and now he wants to disown. He's gone, he's gone to the court because he wants to disown them now. Mm. And it looks like just because he doesn't want to pay a child support, and he's won the case. And he's won the case. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. I don't know. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> but like I said, man, that's some white shit, man. Like, I don't think there's any I guy I got over there people who would let them go and just do their business in front of them, knowing that oh, I can't get a call to go ahead do your thing. Like, wouldn't you be like, uh, STD screen, uh, make sure you're you you don't you can't produce any kids, like. Bro, like he obviously had some. There was something in his mind that was telling him, "Well, either one thing can come out of this. Um, we may keep some money on online, um, you know, doing adult film, or she's gonna get pregnant. So pick which one he would probably sort of dive towards." He's like, "Cause he says in a statement that he says in the court, I just usually was the one who just sat there and watched. Like, come mm. on, like fuck." <laughs> If that's not screaming red flag, oh man, I don't know. It has to be First something all, that happened. I reckon there has to be something deeper that happened. I feel. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It's it's white kind of shit because I think, you know, he's he must be gay because if it was yeah, me, I would rather yeah, have I another girl than that. another guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never thought that though. Possibly, probably, could yeah. Now the, now, the thing is, it has to be because situation has changed and he doesn't want to pay any child support. Maybe he was paying child support before. Maybe she found out she he could pay child support. Or maybe the guy she had a threesome with doesn't pay any child support. And maybe she can get child support off this guy, off the original yeah. guy, right? And maybe yeah. it changed the circumstance and now she has applied for child support. Now he's come out and say, oh, no, nah, I don't want the kids anymore. I don't want to disown them. I need to go to court and yeah. stop the child support. And by doing that, I have to disown the kids. Because he's raised them. He's raised them. Man. Yeah. They've called him dad. So well, he was all right um, with it before. I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> can you, like, you know, like, can you imagine that being in the island family? Far out. I don't know. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Bloody freaks. Freakers always. <laughs> well, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make a movie about it. That's all I can say, man. <laughs> Damn. But how about those twins, poor twins, when they find out the truth, how they were conceived? Wow. Oh, nah. <laughs> That's some freaky shit, man. Damn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of freaky shit, or in this case, maybe some inappropriate freaky shit, um, you also put up a post about a reality TV show in America called 90 Day Fiancé. And there's a oh. snippet of your mate, uh, Aswil. So there's a snippet of, um, he's got, I don't know, what's the name <coughs> of his wife? Uh, Kalani, eh? Kalani, yeah. Yeah, so Aswil and Kalani, they're still married, looks like. Um, they're with friends and they're at like a resort. And, and it's at night, they're at a resort and they're like in their sort of um, bath robes, bath towels, and they're sitting on the, um, the benches um, looks like by the pool. Oh, they sitting around a resort. fire, right? Like a little—is that like a campfire, or is it? Yeah, yeah, but it looks like it's by the pool. Anyway, he starts stripping. Um, uh, as well, he starts stripping, but 
Um, he's got a t-shirt on, eh? He's got a towel wrapped around his waist. And and what he does, he um, takes off his towel, reveals his song Mickey, and starts doing a, like a lap dance sort of thing or a striptease dance in front of everybody. He's trying to do like a magic mic. Magic mic, yeah. Magic mic. Yeah. And it's sort of embarrassing. Yeah. But it looks like Kalani is, is loving it and the people around him are, are loving it. And to me, it looks like he's just making a fool of himself. Yeah. But what makes worse for me is, you know, he's doing it with his, um, his bell. And yeah. I don't think, you know, the ancestors would appreciate that sort of thing, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was elect class to me, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about you? I don't know, way. Like, initially, when I first watched it, because I want to be inked up, right? I want to feel like I'm worthy of wearing that. I mean, we've heard Lorenzo's take on what it should be, what you should be reminded by when you're doing something in the heat of the moment, or you feel like you're not holding your principle and value, you look down at your ink, act appropriately, eh? And he's even mm. mentioned, like, I love how he's mentioned, bro, you know, someone cats, we do some silly things, you know? Sometimes we don't, and we need to be reminded. But I think if you're in front of a, like, a camera crew, as well as the whole world, Doing something like that. Do you think the villagers that he lived with, who saw him get his ink, would think highly of him? Like, I think you lose, you lose respect straight away for someone like that, you know? Mm. Mm. It's, it's especially when it's it's a sign of your service to people yeah. around you. Because huh? mm. yeah. it's a respectful thing. Yeah? Like, you, you serve you serve the people. You serve, whoever's your, you serve whoever is around you. That doesn't look like serving to me. Yeah, to me, that's like, um, <laughs> like you know, and I don't want to degrade him or like, you know, each to his own. But to me, that's like, if, if he's used service like working at a resort to be, you know, to help the Samoa come to me by letting all these tourists come in and see what Samoa is by by the natives, by the locals, and he goes and does something over like that, that says a lot about just him. Huh? Mm. But... When you're wearing your ink like that, you know you, you're you're flexing your 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 parents, you're flexing your village, but above all of that, bro, you're flexing the and the the country nonstop. Because you, you know you couldn't tell me like, okay, all those men in that circle, if they all did it, well, obviously everyone's gonna see is the Samoan dude like doing that. It's like, wow. Oh. Yeah, but as, as as well as all that, you're actually representing your service to the people. To people, mm. right? Not just to someone's, but to everybody. Everybody you stand in, stand in front of, yeah. you know, people at your work, you know, as well as your families, people at your work, people at your sports team, go to the gym, like people. If you go to another country, the people you hang around with, like, you know, it's a sign of your your service to all of that, and you're not doing anything to serve people by doing that kind of stuff, you know. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that goes against what what you trying to represent yeah, yeah. so do, do you reckon he's been westernized <laughs> oh I think because it's a TV show and oh yeah he has been westernized because that's yeah. that's probably like the life he's living now outside of the life of Samoa and that's all he knows yeah. the life outside if you in and around people you know and, and that kind of 
and that kind of nature, like in America, it's all about and 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 look what he's doing. He's married to that that girl, mm. but they're putting their lives on this reality TV show, and this and reality TV doesn't even care about all that. All they care about is is ratings, that's and if you can do all that shit on the TV show that makes people turn on TV and watch, that's what they care about. It's right. not nothing to do with your dignity. They don't care about your dignity or whatever, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. That all they want is just ratings, and that's what reality yeah. TV is. And if they're always on these TV shows, hey, it looks like they're always on these reality TV shows because I think that's that's kind of like their job now, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, their life now, and they can't all, get rid of it. If you're involved with that, hmm? or his drama is like really iconic, com- like of reality TV, like. When he first landed in in America and he was doing his Siva at the airport, you know, right up to all the drama of his mom coming over asking for money, you know, that that stuff was all over social media, man, you know, and just when he felt like it was laid to rest with all the work he was doing for when the the um the Manu boys were traveling the Seventh Circuit and that, and then he does something like that, it's like, bro. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dust him about this thing, bro. You should know, you know, know hmm. your boys are gonna see this when you when you get old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't. I can't tell him what. I can't tell him what to do with his his bell because I don't have one. So there's that. But I'm just speaking about what I've heard other people talk about it and what other people have said, what it means to them, yeah. and what it means to being someone. You know, so that's all I can speak on because I don't have one. So yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> crazy. It's a crazy world. Okay, um, you've got a memory lane? Yeah, man, i got a memory lane. Um, I shared on the, um, our page a uh, picture of a car back in the day. I think to our police cars at the moment um, in New Zealand, we've gone over to Skoda's Beamers. And before that, there were GM um, Holdens. Um, a lot of them were... Uh, I think from the V V Y to earlier VXs. Um, now and like this picture that I found, I found online was a picture of a, a um a Mitsubishi. So this is a Mitsubishi Sigma. Um, back in the days when the cop cars were black and white, hey, eh? like the like the police academy American cars. Mm-hmm. What's crazy is that I remember these cars because there was this one dude. He used to always sit underneath the the bridge of um, Point Chev. So if you're coming back from Point Chev, Motat coming back out west, because there was sort of like a um, a spot on the side that this guy would always sit in his Sigma. But the reason why I think it's memory lane. It's just the the turn of the um, the changeover of police cars. Because I know Holden had the contract with the New Zealand police for so long, but man, when I saw it, it made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Like you know, if you showed a kid like in the last twenty years, he was born in the last twenty years, right, from like two thousand, they'll be like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> like you know. Everyone knows the famous uh, What's the Time Mr. Wolf from Once We Warriors, that red holder and that Jake's driving, right? But to see, can you imagine that car getting pulled over from that, that uh, Mr. Bushy Sigma? <laughs> it's like a square car. 
a square car to a, in terms of a round car. So, yeah. Can you remember those vehicles? Also? I remember the um the Ministry of Transport. Eh? It was the traffic police. Eh? Traffic police. Nah, the police, the black and white cars. Eh? Mm. So that was yeah. the time where traffic officers were separate from the actual police force. Mm. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the cops were like just in um, the blue, the two-tone blue, the light, the baby blue and the dark blue trousers. Mm. And these guys, I think they had the black trousers with the white offu and then the black polo. Sort of like yeah. a English taxi driver. Huh? Yeah, that's right. With the with the chicken stripe eh, around yeah. the hat. Yeah. But um, it was like it was like easy eh because all you get to watch for if you're driving it was a traffic cop. You didn't have to worry about a police car because it wasn't their job to pull you yeah, over. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> crack up, eh? man. But yeah, I just remember my old man. Like my old man used to trick a drive from like Mount Albert. So instead of turning left coming from New North Road, Avondale always right. The man would do those loop all the way up to point shift and then turn around just to check if their that um their cop was parked on the side. <laughs> so I was like, no, man. Just they drink full up, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, the old police cars, bro. Like, bro, that's our flashback, hey. Showing my yeah. age, man. Oh mm. man. But so then I had, had, oh, picture, yeah, man. Cool. I had another picture that came up and was of I don't know if you can Find that on your on your on your search list, but it's just a question. Like, if you had to pick one, so in nineteen ninety three, there were vehicles like the super vehicles of the time in nineteen ninety three. Man, let me find this. Let me find this. The cars that came up were um the three cars. So one was a. Nissan Skyline in 1993. Another one was a Honda in 1993. A Toyota Celica mm. in 93. And a Mazda RX-7 in 1993. Have you seen pictures of them? Can, can you see pictures of them? I can see the um, Celica. The Celica. Because so, remember, it went up against the CRX. Honda CRX. CRX, bro. Like, I think, like, and like you like because like showing my age eh? like when i saw the sigma i was like thinking damn that would have been like the transition of fuel injection v6 engines to the smaller smaller motors because that's like early 90s eh? like they would have been like a 88 to i think a 1990 vehicle that yeah. police car what came after that would have been the jappers and that sort of like head off the low you need the look i the two door four door cars but Japan, bro, I think that was when the Japan market broke into New Zealand. Like, when I think about cars from the early 90s, like, 91, 92, 93. Mm. But we're not, yeah. But just a question. If you had to pick a car valley to flex, what colour and which one of those three vehicles? Uh, probably a red um, Celica. Why, why red and why Celica? I think because everyone had them, but always the black or grey ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll just have a red one, I think. Man, it's a nice car, eh? It's a nice car. Although I did prefer the CRX, just because it was a two-door. Yeah. And I, I like the back of it, how it was flat. It had that flat back and the hatchback, mm. eh? Man, I don't know, eh? I think I'd go with, I'd go with the, the, the Skyline. I'd go with the Skyline. 
Skyline was always like a a flex car eh, with the with the boy races, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it still is, bro. Like, if you think about cars that have held its value over time, yeah, bro. Like, you know, the, the Godzilla's like one of those cars, man. The the Nissan Skyline. Oh, the Godzilla. Yeah, that was a that was a popular one. Remember when the um Toyota Altiza came out with the circle? Oh, uh, yo, the circle lights when they came out, that was popular. Eh? Yeah, that sort of took over the um the Skyline, sort of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, bro. Well, like again, man, the the Japanese cars, eh? They came in from that window, from like the from ninety three right up to the two thousands, because mm. that pretty much was dominated the screen two way, you know. And everyone, everyone was feel like had subs and exhausts. <laughs> Do you remember the Yunos? Yunos. Who who made that Yunos? Mazda, Mazda Yunos. Did you have one? Nah, do you remember them? Nah. Mazda Yunos. And then there's the MR2. Remember the MR2? Yeah, yeah, the MR2. Right. That was just a, a two a two seater. Eh? Real is a real the boot boot at the front knee, the middle at the back. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just a two seat day. I remember. Um, I remember driving behind one, and the license plate said two gays. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was funny. Nice memory lane of cars. Yeah. Right. Take oh. me back. I say that only because the amount of money I've been pouring into the Goyinga's car. And like, yeah. where are you going to find a seatbelt for a car? It's like 2000. Like, oh shit. Like, early 2000s. <laughs> like a 2001 <clears throat> seatbelt. Like, damn. Well, you know, these cars you named, these are the kind of cars that were popular when I was in of my sim formula. Oh, started yeah. to come out. And like, all the boys started to, you know, get these kind of cars. And, you know, I, I think I've I've been in a few of those kind of cars over the years just the with different people owning those sort of cars um the one my first car was a mazda familiar oh yeah i got a, a mazda one? familiar or huh? sedan. a hatch one or a sedan hatchback yeah hatchback oh, and then nice. then that actually got stolen yeah so they oh, got stolen they were, and then they were high fifth cars eh? those familiar yeah yeah they actually got stolen and then uh, my second car was uh impreza a subaru yeah, in prison, a manual too. So it was good. Yeah, yeah, man. I always, I always love CVZ, but man, just yeah, very. When I saw that little little car, I just thought the cars that came after that are like, oh, like some good cars. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is uh, what we got next. Um, we'll go for. Uh... You got a food review? Oh yeah, just a quick one, man. Yep. So like last week, I took my youngest girl, took my daughter to the flea markets, Avondale flea markets, and you know it's surprisingly because she goes to church hard up. I told her, "Boy, just email Yesu and just tell them you're gonna have a day off today. I'm gonna take to the flea market." So I took her and my my son to the flea market. I went and bought me another hat, a couple of hats. I thought like, man, I deserve to give me a couple more new hats. And we pulled up. Um, I got a mate who owns a um, Bengeke trailer, so. He's been there, sorry, he's been there going on 20 years, man. So in about 2003, they started at the markets. 
there's my horse, the Suisala family, so they set up a pankeke and they do um, half moon pies, the pie fellas. And since then, like, primarily we used to just go in and get the pankekes and the um and the pie fellas. And for them to add something else to the menu, so now they do like little, like, they're not little, but they're actually quite big. For 16 bucks, you can get a, um, just like a, you know, like a, you're too lazy to cook, kongai. Go there before one o'clock, man. Pray, auntie got you sorted. So you're like, in my head, I was thinking, oh. And like, bro, I, I need glasses, man. I need to like go and have a good look at the menu. Because I couldn't see, man. But I could smell, you know. You know, you get there, you can smell. And I was like, oh, okay. And I go, oh, so I'll just have a couple of plates, man. The horses passed me out the pancakes and that. And like, I really wanted like a pineapple pie, which is like four bucks. So I um, I didn't end up getting a pineapple pie, but Auntie dished me up like two plates. I paid for them. I got home and I sat. Man, I, I was like trying not to eat while I was driving. So I waited till I got home and I opened it up, man. Bro, this curry was on, eh? You don't have a curry, but you just want to season it yourself, like just a just a little bit of salt. Bro, hit the spot, man. Hit the spot with the, um, with the rice. And then I was like, damn, man. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to mix it with my chop suey. Then I had the chop suey and the taro piece inside. I was like annoyed that I just walked away with two. <laughs> you know, because this is only lunchtime, right? Because, you know, we haven't had kongai in the afternoon yet. So we left like early in the morning, like about 9, 10. Because I eaten it at about 11. I was like, fuck, because then my girl was going to get back home from church. She's going to want some. So I was like figuring out oh, what, what, what would she wear If she would eat this She would this And because she's being funny With her meal She's like Oh just leave me the taro then So I left her the taro away And then she had it With the chicken Oof For a family Who have been at the market Who have grown into Doing island plates If you want your Island fixed man Go there Go early in the morning man And go get an island plate Sometimes they might not Be there before 10 But bro I swear man For, for me not having to go To the same Ones that I've been to, like the one in Castle and the one on Valley Road, I just thought, bro, this is approved, man. Like, out of five, I'm going to give Auntie's plate a four and a half, man. And mm. I'm being generous because I wanted a buy fella to go with my meal afterwards. So, yeah, man, support them, bro. They're the, um, the yellow caravan, closest to the far side of the market, so the closest, yeah. closest to the um, shell side. But you'll see the Ulsa's Pajero. It's got a massive maroon um, Nissan Pajero hooked up to the um the Bunkekes yellow trailer. But yeah man, four and a half stars, bro. Like I was like I was too lazy, bro. I was too lazy to cook, man. That's why I was like <laughs> I'll just get two plates. Thinking that my kids will just eat the pancakes and that. Yeah. The pancakes were good too, man. So yeah, they were the pancakes that I bought put over last week. Mm. I just thought, oh man, I'll, I'll leave me a couple and then you know take some. Oh yeah. nice. With it, man. Did you get, the, catch the name of that um, caravan? Yeah. Oh, nah. I don't know it off a half, but it'll, it's just the yellow caravan, the the Bunkeke's sign on the top, and it'll be hooked up to the Nissan Pajero. So, mm. yeah. They got you sorted, man. Oh, nice. Okay, next time I'm in the market, I'll look out for the yellow caravan. There's a new burger joint open near you, near your house, on the corner. You know that the coffee shop? The coffee shop, yeah. the popular one. On so the it looks like it's a parky happening at night sometimes, bro. Hey, because they got the fairy lights. They got the fairy lights. So they got a there's a um the coffee shop, 
then they've got yeah. a gazebo outside, and then it's got yeah. a, like an outdoor area with the um, the fairy lights. Mm. Yeah, so there's a new um, burger joint there. Yeah. So I don't know it might be a future food review for that. Oh, we might have to go over there and uh, have a burger each and do a review. Hey, eh? might do Fridays. Fridays my day off, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sounds good. We'll go there. I forgot the name of it, but we'll um, we'll go there anyway. It goes off though, man. Spray with the amount of cars I see up there, and then they got oh. music going. So it looks like there's a oh, little. Bar. Yeah, I thought it was a bar or something. But if it's a burger trend, I can I can understand. <laughs> I can understand, man. Oh yeah, sweet. On Friday we'll we'll go. Sus. Yeah. All right, man. Um, we'll go to a movie. Uh, what what have you been What have you been watching? Um, I'll start with you first because I'll I'll talk about the movie I saw on Friday. Okay. Um, I had to screenshot it, man, because I'm, I'm I'm at that point where I'm starting to forget what I'm um, watching. Oh man, I've been watching that. I just started watching Nicky Darwin for again. And um, so I've been watching Celebrity Treasure Island, who's the New Zealand one. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. my come old Nick's on there. <laughs> yeah, bro. My most Nick's on, eh? And I'm just laughing at bro, like, because it's been like a mixed bag of like, like celebrity. Like, you know, who you, who do you call a celebrity? Because mm. there's a chick called, um, I forget her name. Tori Schmidt, she's half someone, half some, half someone, half Maoli. But she comes yeah. on this program called Ahikaroa. So she was just on there. And she's trying to strategically get further into the game with Nuka 4. So oh. it's just funny, like, they had a side chat where they're talking about they've never seen a Maoli or Pacifica go further in the game. Even mm-hmm. though Josh Confroud won, won it twice. But it's like that. You know, then just you know how like people forget it's a game. Yeah, but yeah, when Steve Price, bro, he's ah, bro, he's a good story. Eh? Yeah, he flew over to come and do the um, the Slippery Treasure Island and won like maybe twenty grand for his charity. But no, it's been cool, eh? Because even like Tomiti was on and he got eliminated. Yeah. But just the impact of someone of that nature and you know their age coming to the space. Because last year was I think or a couple of years ago it was Buck Shelford and people were blown away how Buck is, you know, how he's raw, honest, and they can see how, bro, that's why he's a great A, like, you know. But I've been watching that, and shorty. Do you know what island they're on? And then... I think they're somewhere in Wellington. They're somewhere in oh. Wellington. So, yeah, it's coastal, because it looks pretty rough, eh? Mm. Yeah. But there was one other thing I was watching. It wasn't hard out, hard out. Um, But I, I know I wanted to share it, man. It's just my phone's just. I need glasses, man. I'm in denial. Eh? I just either I'm too 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 tired us to go buy me some new glasses, or I'm just in denial, like thinking my eyes are gonna get better. Eh? I literally watched it the other day, and I can't remember. Nah, I'm, I can't remember. It was, I thought I screenshot the name of it, but I didn't. Yeah. All right, uh, Celebrity Treasure Island. I haven't watched it in ages. I think I watched the first ever one, and I never watched it again. But yeah. I see the ads and there. I saw Tamiti, um, his last day on it and stuff. Hmm. Oh, because you know, gosh, just sorry on 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 the Celebrity Treasure Island. Because there's some challenges, right? Like Steve Price, for example, had a, he's got a bad memory. 
he went home because the challenge was a memory one. Physical challenge as well. Like he's killing it. Him and Nick are just rolling everyone. But because I like I know Nick's nature, like he's a he's come out of late, like he's a good kid, you know? And obviously his his kind nature is getting him far on the game because every time someone leaves, they're leaving him the clues. <laughs> but the camera doesn't show like, oh he hangs out with them, he hangs out with them. But it's like yeah. this guy's just moving, swiddling through the game by everyone's because he's got a lot of information now. So it's like cool watching them like get far away come more simple mm. <laughs> but yeah they all say one challenge though. there's a challenge like where i think you get to 15 days and then they write you a letter and whoever mm. gets the letter you know how people bro when they get to 15 days eh, and they start to miss home and bro it's a I, it's a man tearjerker right every time i see that one because even like when they have the one-on-one conversation with the camera like if you what would it mean to you if you win this challenge and, and it goes to show the power of like leaving messages and like checking in now, like you know, because well, every time someone gets that on the show, they usually win it because it just gives them another boost of purpose, you know, like just when they feel like they've had enough, ready to tap out, they get mm. a letter from home and all their kids and their mum and dad, and they say, oh, "I love you, son. You we're so proud of you." Just little things like that, eh? That you're like, man. Any other day, you wish you heard those words, or maybe someone opened up a, a book and then a letter fell out and said, Oh, to my kids, something like that, yeah. bro. But yeah, man, TV and Z, bro, they got a lock with the celebrity treasure island and the editing, man. Yeah, uh, yeah but that's what I've been watching. Us. Oh, sweet. So, on Friday, I went out with, with, with the missus to the movies. We went to, to Westgate, we watched the movie called Killers of the Flower Moon. Now, it's directed by Martin Scorsese, one of my favorite uh, movie directors of all time. Um, and it's a, it's a true story about, um, it's based in 1920 in, in America, in Oklahoma. So the story is around the Osage murders. So the, the Osage is a tribe, an Indian tribe, and then a Native Indian American tribe. Yeah. And you know what happened in, in America, like with, with the Indians and that, like how they took over the land in the, in the West. They sort of, um, as reparations, gave certain Indian tribes uh, uh, pieces of land that they can claim they own, and they called them reservations, right? Yeah. So this particular tribe called the Osage tribe, Indian tribe. So the Americans they say, oh, yeah, you, you guys can have this land. So under under the law, what they made with the reparations and all that, like for, for Indian reservations, the land is entirely owned above and underground, to the to those Indians, so they they earned that that piece of land. Um, they can do whatever they want with it. So they were assigned this piece of land, and uh, they they moved in. Right. Mm. Little did the Balangis know that there's oil under that oh, land. Wow. <laughs> there's oil, and the Indian tribe they struck the oil. Right, they struck the oil. So they became in that time they became the richest people overnight. In the whole world, yeah. Like in terms of like um, a whole tribe, like any tribe around the world, indigenous tribe, automatically overnight they found oil in their land. They they became rich. So what happens? They have to they have to make deals with these oil companies in Texas and everywhere to um, siphon the oil out. So they what they do is they sell the oil to to everyone else and all these other oil like um, companies around. And what they they and each of the tribes people if you're Indian if you're a part of that Indian tribe you get a check in the mail every month mm. so 
desires. Like, um, remember, this is back in 1920, so 10 grand is a lot of money. 10 grand is like equal to 100 grand now, yeah. sort of thing. So you can imagine these. Um, so it's 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 funny because when you go to this, when when you see the old photos of them, they're they're Indians, but they're wearing like um, you can tell that they've got money. You can tell they're they're wealthy for the clothes they wear. Right? Yeah. Right. So anyway, so so this has happened. What the story is about, and this is a true story. Is that um, the white people start moving in and 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 build this town next to the re- reservation, oh, wow. right? So they build hotels, they build hotels, they build hospitals, they build blah blah blah, a town next to this reservation. So the idea is that these white people, like they want a, a piece of the oil, they're trying to get yeah, the oil, like trying to tap, you know? tap into it. They're trying to tap into From the sides, sort of. Yeah, yeah, and they do it by start. They start to murder each of oh, the Indians, God. like over a period of time. So th- this is true if you if you look it up. It's a true story. Over a period of time, like ten years or something, they they killed like sixty of them. Damn. Over the over the course, or trying to get their oil. So so this is what this this film is about. Mm. It's very interesting because w- w- when you watch this film, it doesn't really tell you straight up what's going on, but it just takes you along the journey of the film and you start to piece it together what on your own do, yeah. when, when you see what's happening and you're like thinking fuck man these white people Crazy, are evil man evil, like, you know like and it, you know what it's like it's a true story right and you, then you think to yourself you know what's new yeah. you know this this is what you've seen right is a common thing throughout history with indigenous people and the white yeah. man and colonization and everything like that. Because when the thoughts I felt when I was watching this, this is exactly how colonization happened to the indigenous Māori in New Zealand. Yeah. But this is just a small scale. This is just a little town. It's the same thing, but it's just a little town yeah. happening the same thing. So it's all the same, you know. This is colonization. This is this is first-hand look at what colonization does. But... um. There's more to it from what I'm saying because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a very dark story, yeah, and it's a sad story too. But it's unbelievable in the fact that this actually happened, but in the same time, it's not surprising. So it's like to me, if you thought white people can't be any more evil, well, we watched this film. <laughs> if we can speak, it's like there's such a saint. <laughs> yeah man no it's a good movie eh? it's a good movie I think it should um, do well in the Oscars because oh, yeah. I think it's up for Oscar yeah so yeah man I enjoyed it it's a good movie it's a good film did they have any it'll, it'll probably it'll probably make you angry yeah I already, it'll probably I, make I'm you angry I'm when you watch this sort of film but did they have actually <laughs> any Indian people playing Indian characters the actual Indian characters yeah oh that's choice yeah yeah yeah, so the one of the main actors is a woman. I think her name's Ivy Gladstone. She's an Indian from up north, up in in, Mon, in Montana. So I watched one of her interviews about the film, and she was like, "Because she's not from that tribe, she's from a, a different Indian tribe." But she, so she doesn't know the story of their tribe. What happened? Oh wow! But because she's Indian, so she would have learned about She it. can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, she would have mm. learned about what happened to. But her. it's it's not her tribe. 
because she said, yeah, but um, where I'm from, my tribe, we have our own problems, but we didn't have these kind of problems. So it was, I came when I, when I was learning the story, learning the story about my character, you know, I had a heart for my own people, but as a different tribe. So, you know, yeah. Yes. But no, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good story around the f- the facts of what happened. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I was amazed at how it was written because it's it's a it's it's in a point of view of a it's a it's a point of view of of characters that are involved, and you're not really sure who's right or wrong or who's you're sort of confused not confused but you're sort of See the contradictions happen. Yeah. People say stuff but they do something else. Yeah. I hate that eh. <laughs> this is like when you see your mates do it <laughs> But man, it must be a good film. Yeah, man. Yeah, Would this is a good it? film. I, I recommend you rate it. it out of five. Man, I rate it um I rate it five out of five, Maybe. eh? Yeah, I rate it five out of five. I mean, if if you like these kind of stories, like these r- dark, re- real life, yeah. sort of, you know, it's one of these stories that you can't believe it's true, mm. but then at the same time, you're not surprised. <laughs> but it's, it's, I know it's, I know it's one of those important stories that you gotta know all the shit that happens yeah, in the world, yeah, and yeah. this is just one of the shit shit things that happen in the world that people can be evil, you know, yeah. people can be so evil. And the, and the and this is one of those films that exposes that, so that exposes some more. We know we we know the evil that happens in the world, and this is just a, a little piece of uh, of something else that's evil. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Sweet man. Um, we're running out of time, so shall we go for some last words? Um. Yeah, man. I just wanted to use the, the opportunity just to officially plug the um the Talk Along Language Week. Um so today they had the combined mess at the Great and PIC and it's good to see some old folk. Um good to see the cuz um Matt and Leo do his thing in front of um the community. Uh Matt's the actual voice of the Beat of the Pacific, New FM. So it's cool to see the time that he's been up in Auckland, which is going on more than twenty three years. That he's become a voice and sort of like just a um, incorporated society director, and I love his heart, man. He comes from a good family. His mum and my mum are first cousins, so it's just good to see someone of our generation who's born in New Zealand get up and flex and actually take a hold of um, the cultural festivities for the week. Um, it's been cool watching film on um on um on Facebook as well, my family down in Poirot and what they've got planned for the week. Um I felt that um it's moved me this week because the passing a year has passed since my auntie Lise passed. And we were there last night celebrating her one year in the cemetery and it felt like the real life coco man, you know, when when it went dark, all the lights came on and it just the only thing that was missing was that bridge that crosses you over to the other side. But my final words for this week, man, is to um stop and breathe, take a deep a deep breath, and and look around and and see the beauty in life. This this past week, 
it's been challenging in the fact that I've been sick. But I think I've been a bit overwhelmed for the last month and just worrying about trying to get too much things done. And I love that I can have conversations with people and they can sort of just assure you, like, man, just do, just get it in order, right? Like, sort of a priority list of what needs to be done and don't overcomplicate things. So in saying that, man, um, yeah, stop and breathe, man. Just take a moment to yourself and just admire the beauty of life. I think it's been um, one of those things that can be hard to to do because you're so caught up on the rat race, man. But, you know, you have one life. Do the most you can with it and and just breathe, eh? Like, like I said, man. But, yeah, you know what it is, man. Charles, yeah, stop and breathe. Man, I was stopping breathing all today with my hangover. <laughs> a waste of a day, but hey, man, gotta have that uh, relaxation. I'll do better tomorrow. Day off. <laughs> so, yeah, man, my last words, man. Happy uh, long weekend for everyone in New Zealand. Enjoy your day off tomorrow, Labor Day. And, um, yep, I'll be up late tonight watching the Black Caps, seeing how that goes. Hopefully we can get our, another win of a quality team. Because we beat England the first game. And England's been shocking because they lost to uh, um, Afghanistan. So, I don't know. They're like, the wheels are falling off over there in England. But, um, yeah, man. Thanks for everyone tuning in to listen to Empty Out The Clip. Thanks, thanks, Let's, for jumping on again. And, uh, yeah, everyone have a good week. Let's get the fuck out of here.